Capricorn Tigress of Astrology, a look inside. And it is December 20th at 5.25 p.m. Seattle Pacific time. And I just had to come. First of all, I wanted to hear my jam. Let's jam out. Yeah. My song. <laughs> now, I don't know if you can hear me really good to hear the music because I got the old mic. I admit it, I'm on the old mic. The new mic picks up the music better. I will say that. I might come back and do another another one with the other mic just so I can have the music playing. Because <laughs> this is my jam right here. And I made this song. So you know what I mean? I'm rocking it out right now. This is my song. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Now, you know what? I've got a lot of heavy stuff to talk about, so I figured I'd party on out before I get started. You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of heavy stuff. Well, maybe not so heavy, I guess. Mm, yeah. <laughs> my song okay y'all uh, i because i'll go in my own world just listening to the song i will and i'll forget all about you and you and you and most likely you because i'll be in my own world just jamming out wait a minute let me get a little bit more hold on <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. Come on now. Let's party. <laughs> oh, this is my jam. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, let me get serious. Because <laughs> I will dance and sing the whole time, I swear. This is just the way my mind is. Oh, and that's what I want to talk about. My mind, but your mind and the change and what's affecting us. Okay, so what's going on, really? It's kind of a little better than it was earlier because right now the moon is at 19 degrees uh, Pisces. and um, But when the moon was at zero degrees, of Aquarius, I really, I was in my own world because Jupiter is at zero degrees of Aquarius and Saturn's at zero degrees of Aquarius. And so we've had a really amazing uh, experience. Now, right now the moon is conjoined Neptune. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a beautiful thing too. They're they're just about a degree, almost a degree apart now. Just about a degree apart. I think a little over a degree. No, a little under a degree apart. But anyway, I mean, I feel it. 
And that's, that's that music. That's that partying. That's, you know, the moon on Neptune. Yeah, that's, that is music coming in through your soul. Even it is that kind of vibe that I really feel that today. I really do. And, you know, the funny thing is Mars is square Pluto. So it's really like the battle of the Maleficence today. The Malefics are battling it out today for some insane reason. The sun is conjunct Mercury, uh, even though the sun is still technically at 29 degrees of Sagittarius. Some, you know, it's so funny. Some years, um, well, it's going to be in Capricorn soon. Okay, so just knew that. Uh, we, it's, it's, we're headed there to uh, zero degrees of Capricorn with Mercury and, and whatnot. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. So I'm going to talk about, I told you it was going to get heavy. So I'm going to talk about what I, I wanted to talk about, which is a little bit heavy. First of all, can you tell that my voice is hoarse? My voice is hoarse. Hmm. I am drinking on jasmine tea as we are doing this. And <clears throat> this is the best you're getting out of me right now because this is where my voice is. And this is exactly what's going on when Pluto in my first house is square Mars in my third house of communication. So, you know, wherever Pluto and Mars fall in your chart, there's a square going on. Find out where they are, and that's where you'll find out what's irritating you. For me, it's physically the ability to speak, be heard, and understood because Mars in the third house, transiting the third house, is squaring Pluto, transiting the first house. And the crazy thing is, this Mars and this, well, Pluto is on my ascendant by about four or five degrees. And so technically Mars is square my ascendant at this time. Luckily it's going direct and it's not retrograding anymore. So, um, what? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. My daughter just says something about 1500 or 20. Wait a minute. Hold on. What? <laughs> Yay. I just put yay. Oh, she's talking about getting me a nice computer. Wow. I don't think I've ever had a $2,000 computer. She wants to get me a good computer. What a sweet daughter. I, I, you know, what a nice daughter. You guys don't know me. I, I talk about my frugalness and it's true. It's true. But I know that a lot of the frugalness that I have comes from growing up in the struggle. I grew up in the struggle. I was born to a, a welfare mother who was raising three children. One of my brother, Wayne, was <clears throat> with my grandmother. My brother, Michael, literally died in her arms at Cooper Hospital in, in Camden, New Jersey. And so, you know, my mother was never right, really, you know, after that. Um, but, I mean, she did her best. Do you know what I mean? She did her best to raise us. And 
it was, I guess I just grew up in the poverty mindset. So now, even though to some, the way I, okay, my, okay, sometimes we might be a little bougie. So, you know, my daughter is a little bougie. Okay. Well, we, we, we do, there's certain bougie things that occur, but I, I will say this. I still am fighting the poverty mindset. I mean, it's, I know we're not in the exact poverty that we were in. I mean, when we can cater $400 and $500 parties and get $2,000 computers, we're in a different range, right? But, but because I grew up in the poor city in America, on the poor street in the poor city in America, the fight for survival out of that type of poverty has never left me. And so, <clears throat> and as the only girl out of, you know, originally I had uh, five, well, I had, wow, let's see, John, Kevin, Michael, Wayne, Joey, Willie. So six, seven, yeah, six brothers. And I was the only girl. And um, Michael didn't make it. And Joey and Willie were my, my stepdad. Uh, Wayne was with my, my grandmother. And so growing up, usually it was just me, John, and Kevin. And we fought for our lives. I mean, literally fought. I remember literally fighting my way home on more than one occasion. On more than one occasion. I had to grow up to be a really good fighter. I was light skinned. I stood out like a beacon and I was not, I was chubby. I was like a little fat Albert. In fact, I managed to learn. I mastered the art of hiding in plain sight. In fact, I bet you there are some of you who don't know anything about me, even to this day, or, you know, only the supposition of what you, you've created of me, kind of a projection. But the me that is me, oh, it's unknown. It changes too. Have you ever looked at my pictures? I'm never the same. Because I'm constantly evolving. I mean, some people are like, oh, that's Photoshop. Sometimes. I, I don't use Photoshop, by the way. A lot of people think I do. I don't. I just use the same old filters everybody else uses. It's true. I'm just really good with makeup. And some days I'm really, really lucky when I get my photos. And the funny thing is, I know why. <laughs> Astrologically, I know why. Not only was I born with my son on the ascendant, but I got Venus in the 10th house and Neptune on my midheaven. So whenever there's any positive aspects to any of those things. I mean, having your son on the ascendant, some days my face literally shines. I literally have taken pictures of me where my eyes change color. Now I'm a black girl. I was born a, to a black mother and I don't know who my father is, but I can tell you my eyes change in the light. I've caught pictures to prove it. It's true. My mother said I was born with hazel eyes and light colored hair. And that at first she couldn't find me because there were no black babies. And so she had to ask where her daughter was. 
how they, they identified me in the hospital was they kept a transistor radio by my ear and I was a singer. <laughs> and I wrote this song that, um, well, I created it on an AI program, my song on the opener. So that Neptune on the midheaven, and I have Jupiter and Pisces in the second house. That that Neptune influence, that Jupiter, that Pisces, it's really strong um, in me. But the reason why I'm talking about myself and talking about the heavies is, well, the zero degrees of Jupiter and zero degrees of Saturn is sitting on my Mercury in the first house. <laughs> so it's called talk about yourself. Well, yeah, talk about yourself. Talk about the horrible things, Saturn, in your first house. <laughs> Jupiter, like, talk a lot. Talk big. Talk about the bad stuff, Saturn. And it's like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to do that. Talk about the heavy stuff. Uh, you know, because there's always a lot of heavy stuff. I will say this. I had just looked at, uh, I think it was uh, Cosmic Intelligence Agency. They have uh, something, I just noticed they were talking about the rise of the astrology of Gen, Gen Z. And there there is a different type of an astrology that they're looking for with Gen Z. I know that. I only know, and here's my thing. I don't even know what it is I do that makes people follow me on YouTube. So I'm not sure what the heck is going on. I just keep doing whatever I do. <laughs> By the way, it's, I call it the, yeah, in the cosmic intelligence agency or conscience, consciousness intention astrology, right? But um, <clears throat> there's a rise amongst the Gen Z population when it comes to astrology, which I'm really happy about because I've been studying this for about 40 years now. And for years, people have just been making fun of me and laughing at me like I'm like crazy. <laughs> so it's nice to know I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. There's other people who are obviously following this and some people are making lots of money and a living from it. I mean, I talk because I, you know, everything I do, I do, everything I do, I do street talk. You know, I'm just going to be myself, talk about it like a normal person so anyone can understand. But there are some people who have courses. I mean, I have courses, but you're going to learn my way. But when I think about, uh, because I was in the uh, the American Federation of Astrologers, and I was in the International Federation of Astrologers too. One, the one that's out of France. Anyway, I am, um, you know, some people are very heavy with their astrology. I don't know if they're extra heavy because they want to be taken seriously, or the fact that it is indeed a science. I'm more on the entertainment end of an astrologer. I admit that. I know that I'm an entertainer and in America, you really have to put down that astrology is for entertainment purposes only. I mean, I really have to put that every once in a while because some people forget this is for entertainment purposes only. I know what I know and I know that it's scientific and it's based on scientific fact, but what we do as astrologers is for entertainment purposes only. And we're legally, I believe, are supposed to put that. It's important. And so when I see the heaviness that some 
uh, have as astrologers, I just shake my head like, oh, okay. You know, maybe you're a professor somewhere. So maybe that's, you know, you're taking it pretty serious. And I guess, you know, I might come off a little serious to some. I don't know. To me, I just talk street slang. That's the way I talk about astrology. I talk about it from my heart. I mean, every once in a while, I might pick up a book and quote something out of a book or whatnot. But I I really try to keep it simple. And I'm really not trying to talk astrologies. I want to talk in a way that you can just connect it to real life, what you're really going through, how it really could affect your life in real terms. If I just sit up there and go, well, Uranus is sitting in your eighth house right now. And I think, you know, some things might affect you sexually. What? What? what uh, you, know, you don't know, right? You want to know some other things. You want to know how is that really going to go down? What's really going on there? And I, I try my best. No, I do. I really, I break it down. If I see boyfriend is cheating with the girl, probably someone you know, I bet as a friend, I will tell you that. <laughs> like, do you got a man? Yeah. Is he a Gemini? Yeah. Mm, you better be careful. <laughs> I will tell you that kind of stuff. That's, I mean, you know. So I don't know. I guess I'm a little upset because I hope that the real, what I call those down-home astrologers, like me. I When I started, I swear, even as a young girl of 16, 17, 18 years old, I would have growing, growing adults coming to me and handing me a $20 bill just to sit down and talk to me for about 5, 10 minutes. So that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff. I hope we don't get away from that because sometimes when I listen to this brave new world of astrology. They're talking ish that they're making up in the 2020s. I ain't never heard nobody before them talk about stuff. I mean, some of it's very lovely. There's a lot of new modalities out there, a lot of new thought patterns, a lot of new ways of thinking. They're integrating in. Like sometimes when I hear the tarot uh, readers, they're integrating into astrology, but a lot of them aren't really that great of astrologers. So be cautious, be careful, and you know, make sure that the person you're listening to really knows astrology. If they're talking about astrology. Now, if they're not talking about astrology, that's something altogether different. But I, what I have noticed too is the like a cross, and when you cross pur cross purpose things like this, it, it's almost like killing a plant. So I've seen where they've mixed up Eastern, uh, but not like Indian, Hindu. Not that because Hindu astrology and Western astrology are completely different. In fact, if you're not careful, if you're not, you know, you're not doing a tropical or sidereal and you are thinking you're talking about a Capricorn, but you're talking about a, a Sagittarius. In fact, my chart in Hindu astrology is the chart of a Sagittarius, not even a, Cap a Capricorn. 
And I'm a double Capricorn with a Taurus moon in Western astrology. But in Hindu astrology, I'm a double Sagittarius with an Aries moon, a completely different chart. And so I really want people to be cautious about that and know what they're talking about. Know what what is what, at least know the difference between Hindu astrology and Western astrology. And if you're going to combine the two, do it with a knowledge of both. Now, I've studied both. I'm not going to say I'm proficient in Hindu astrology. I studied enough to be dangerous, but not enough to teach it or to claim I know it well. I know just enough because theirs is very in-depth. And in fact, I am I um, um, am subscribed to something called Astro Sage. I highly recommend if you want to look into Hindu astrology that you go and get yourself a have a little free account there at Astro Sage. They're wonderful. They'll give you your Navasmas, all of your uh, different um, chart because uh, uh, there's different types of charts. So, oh, go def definitely check out Astro Sage. One of my favorite places to go. And um, and also make sure you check out astrology and look inside for your Western astrology needs. Now, I will admit, my astrology a look inside is not up to par. And I'm going to tell you exactly why that is. Well, as I mentioned that, you know, Jupiter and Saturn are now at zero degrees of Aquarius. And I can say without a doubt that I have officially awakened now that they are. And I feel that I have been asleep, most likely because Saturn was in Capricorn and I'm a double Capricorn. So now that it's in Saturn, Aquarius, even though it's still in my first house, I feel like the two, these Jupiter and Saturn together, they're just kind of opening my eyes because they're literally make, approaching my Mercury. And, you know, I think I'm going to have a big something happen because although they're in my first house natally, you know, if you take it as whole, you know, the whole house system or the equal house system, then this would be in my second house if using that system. And so I'm more than aware that this could be what's happening. And I'm really excited about whatever changes, you know, that happen as they come to my Mercury and cross over my Mercury. Hopefully it's something good because I can tell you, I have not had a good year financially. I feel like I personally, um, you know, I would have been in really dire straits had it not been for the success that my daughter's experienced. I feel like I've experienced some notoriety or at least people are starting to know me. And I'm amazed that I have almost 2000 followers now and it just freaks me out sometimes. But, um, I, the money is <laughs> now I'm, you know, I'm working on my prosperity consciousness. And I, if I do listen to Abraham Hicks sometimes, and I really believe because of all the work I am doing and Saturn is in my first house and it's about to make a Saturn return. I think I'm putting like millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars into the vortex. And one day that vortex is going to open and it's all going to pour down on me. I can feel it. And I look at all my daughter's success as my own. Like, I feel like, okay, maybe I'm not feeling it directly, but because of her success, I really did not have to worry like some have had to worry. 
We had a situation here in Seattle just the other day when they came and they uh, took down the, like, you know, there's, we are the homeless capital of the of America. I don't know if you know that. It's really sad. And they had come through and they had taken what they call sweeps. And basically as they destroy all the little makeshift homes and, and, uh, you know, tents and stuff that these homeless people have created. And I cried, I cried like a baby. Why do something like that less than a week from Christmas? Couldn't you have waited to the first of the year or at least after Christmas? There are literally children living out in those homeless places because they are homeless. And it's such a cold way of handling homelessness. They take down what little bit that they do have and destroy it. Now, what are they supposed to do? They're just wandering. They're not even allowed to sit down on the streets in Seattle. It's the most sick some of the things that they've created amongst, uh, you know, for homelessness, it's just sick because it's, it's, it's genocide and it's disgusting and they're, cause they didn't create an, an alternative for them. So you're going to sweep them aw their, away, their homes, but they are still alive. What are they going to do now? It's just disgusting. So short-sighted lack of compassion no humanity. It was Saturn in Aquarius in its worst case scenario. And I pray that more decisions like that aren't made where there's no humanity in the decision-making process. If you're going to take down the only place that they have to, to with a shelter over their head in the dead of winter, please provide them with an alternative. Don't do anything like that. It's just disgusting beyond reproach. I am just disgusted by it. Just disgusted. Because now they're still out there. They don't, dis I mean, unless you killed them, what'd you do with them? They're still alive. They just now don't have a place to put their rest their head or to sleep or to cover themselves if it snows or to protect themselves from the elements. It's just un. I can't, I cried. It, it, I was hysterically crying yesterday, but I'm better now and I can talk about it. And I know that that lack of foresight came because of zero degrees of Saturn in Aquarius. I pray that we use this Saturn in Aquarius to strengthen and uplift our brother man, humankind. You know, it is... Aquarius, the sign of brotherly love and humanity and friendship and hopes and dreams and wishes and new ideas and thought forms. I pray we don't go into that type of sick mindset where we think that sweeping away their homes is also sweeping them away and then just close our eyes to the pain and suffering and cries of the homeless in the streets at Christmas. <sighs> okay. I'm trying not to cry again. Okay, I'm going to just end this <clears throat> because I got a little choked up again. I just wish and I hope, I pray that all of us use more compassion 
and foresight and understanding before we make far-sweeping changes and decisions like that one, especially at a time like Christmas. So much love, much light, many blessings, many blessings to you all. Let's go out with a bang. Let's put that party music back on. Let's party on out of here, okay? Merry Christmas to everyone. Mwah. Blessings to you. Bye. Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.